0: G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to present to you our live reaction to Origin 1, the Queensland Maroons getting the job done. It's about midnight. Uh, I've almost watched the game twice through now, gone through my notes, spoken to a few people on whatnot. and uh, yeah, we're going to go through the game now. Of course, uh, presented to you by Jim Beam, the perfect drink of choice for the pre-game. I was lucky enough to have a few Jim Beams while sitting at home watching the game last night. Had my usual crust pizza and a few Jim Beams, drank responsibly of course, but uh, the perfect drink for the pregame, thoroughly enjoyed myself last night for the vast majority of it, we did have an unbelievable game on our hands, Um, and yeah, I really am just dumbfounded with how... Uh, it ended, to be completely honest with you. But uh, I'll go through my notes, which I essentially I break the game into eight periods, into eight 10-minute periods, so essentially the first to the 10th minute. Um, Look, I thought it was all pretty even, Stephen, to start the game. Uh, I thought Reese Walsh was fantastic, and he's a guy that I'll talk about throughout the night. But if you thought that Reese Walsh was a guy that wasn't going to handle this arena, um, how wrong you were this kid's an absolute goer and you could tell just by his first two or three touches, uh, it sort of reminded me of Carmichael Hunt's first two or three touches. When he came into the origin arena, he just looked fantastic. Greasy Walsh, when he got up, uh, for that ball and he essentially got tipped over onto his head, uh, the way that he just bounced back up and he was just ready to go. He was fantastic all night. Reese Walsh, and he was just lightning, uh, across the turf. He was very, very impressive. Uh, there was a bit of argy bargy early, obviously, Tovita Pango Jr. and Hudson Young came in, uh, um, Um, And I thought it set the standard for the physicality. The refs gave away a penalty. They didn't simbin anyone. They didn't send anyone off. Nothing. Wasn't over the top. Uh, You could just feel that it was a true origin game. Um, As I said, Reese Walsh, he just looked on fire early. He was everywhere. Um, I loved Hudson Hudson Young, his start to the game. I really enjoyed his first 15, 20 minutes. I know he ended up having a couple of errors and I've got to wonder, you know, if Freddie's going to pick Hudson Young and he's going to, you know, after he makes one or two errors, pull him from the ground. I'm just, I don't know. I've just got a lot of question marks over the way that a lot of guys were utilized in this game. Um, Hudson Young in particular, I thought that he showed a lot of ticker. Yes, you know, he came up with a drop ball at one point. He came out with a strip as well. The strip was dumb, to be fair. The drop ball was just hard contact hitting the dirt. I know you've got to hold those, uh, but I thought it was a bit over the top to hook Hudson and then, Essentially not put him back on. Um, I thought that was very, very tough. Uh, look, the Blues had all the ball early and they were in control. I, I felt early, you know, Cleary was controlling the attack pretty well. Is in the first 10 minutes or so. And then, of course, the Queenslanders get one opportunity. They get one opportunity down there and Munster puts in a perfect kick um, to Hammer. And, you know, we spoke about it during the week. I know I know, everyone in New South Wales wanted to talk about how Turbo Latrell was going to run over Hammer. I said all week, can you not sleep on this guy's speed? He's one of the fastest players in this competition. The Queensland Maroons will put him in the right spots to be able to use that speed. And the first try, Munster puts in a perfect kick. And you know what? A perfect kick in say meaning that it was either going to be a try or a forced dropout. But I would say the vast majority of times, it's probably a forced dropout. But simply because it was kicked into this into space where Hammer was in the vicinity of, he was able to be the first one to get there. So, Queensland, despite having very little ball uh, and it all sort of going New South Wales' way early, uh, they managed to score the first try through Hammer and it wouldn't be the last time that he would sting us in this game, obviously. Uh, you know, we then had the Hudson Young failed strip uh, that Queensland got a penalty off the back of and then, of course, Selwyn Cobbo scores. Reese Walsh, uh, just the speed that he shows to get across the turf, Simply incredible. I think it was Val Holmes that threw the last pass to Selwyn Cobbo. And shout out to Val Holmes. Obviously had an error in this game, which we'll talk about later, which was very controversial in my opinion. Obviously the happy try. But uh, yeah, you've got to remember the game before this was the game that I would argue is probably Val Holmes' worst game of his career. So to put Cobbo over, had a great game, Cobbo. The entire Queensland back three. They were just tremendous, I thought. They were so impressive. Um, And yeah, Reese Walsh, we spoke about it all week. He's been picked at fullback because of the speed that he has when he's on those arcing runs. DCE put him in the perfect spot. When he got the ball, he was already on the outside shoulder of Jerome Luay. We spoke about that all week, that if he gets on that outside shoulder and he's going at full pace, you can just about turn the lights off. And in this situation, they did sell and Cobo, crossed over for the second try and all of a sudden, you know, it's 10 nil. It's 10 nil. We've had all the ball. The Maroons have had two opportunities, uh, and they've turned both of them into tries. Meanwhile, at their own end, their, their scramble defense was unbelievable. And you know we're obviously going to talk about the back end of the game where they were down a player and you know they did all these unbelievable things but I'll tell you right now Queensland won that game in the first 20 minutes with their scramble there was the Tyson Brazil one controversial I know uh, but I, I mean I don't think it was a shocking call at the same time um, Teddy should have scored at one point there was another moment where Stephen Crichton he got the ball down the left edge tried to tap it on um, and it would be, he, had, he was forced to tap it on and rush that pass because of the great read by Selwyn Cobo and the pressure that he put on. There were so many moments early in that game when New South Wales probably should have scored, um, and Queensland's scramble was just second to none. And that, that's what matters in the Origin arena. It's your scramble. It's it's showing up for your mate. It's what Queensland do so well. It's exactly what Billy Slater spoke about in the post game press conference. By the way, if you haven't listened to that, go and have a listen to it, and tell me as a New South Welshman that we're on the same level as these guys. I just, uh, I don't know. I I just thought Queensland's scramble was sensational. It just shows them what they're all about. Uh, We then sort of started to get back into the game a little bit. Uh, Cleary, he had a forced dropout. It was a perfect kick. Um, Gilbert then went off injured, you know, one of their true origin players who was really getting stuck into it. They also got a penalty for him not subbing off properly or whatever. They had 14 on the field. So huge advantage in New South Wales. As I said, we had a lot of things go our way. We had a couple of things that didn't. And I, you know, sure, Tyson, Frizzell, no try, fine, whatever. Uh, but we had a lot of things that went our way throughout that game and we just didn't take advantage of it. Um, Look, James Tedesco. Far from an impressive performance, very disappointing. The stats, the stats probably don't read as poorly as what they should. I don't think the stats represent the game that James Tedesco had. Um, a lot of you have been calling for his head for a very long time, and you know it's fair to say that performance uh, definitely agrees with all of your takes. Um, it was very, very disappointing from Teddy. It was borderline, almost selfish, the way he played at times. Um, I was so frustrated watching him going down that right edge with Turbo sitting outside him, just waiting for good ball, and Teddy would just go himself, turn Frizzell under. I just... you got a strike weapon like Turbo out there. he's just not utilised. Like There was one opportunity where Turbo went, went roaming over the left-hand side, and I thought the Blues were going to score for all money. Once again, good scramble by the Maroons that stopped it. But, I mean, Turbo was just not utilised tonight at all, and I quite often felt like Teddy was sort of getting in the way of Nathan Cleary ball. Um, and, you know, when you are going so heavy... Penrith Panthers throughout your spine, which I don't have a problem with. I think we would have been in some serious Barney rubble without the Penrith boys tonight. I thought they were all pretty good. Some, you know, Even the ones that weren't fantastic, they certainly weren't our problem. Um, but then Teddy just, I don't know, do, does he fit in with that style that the that the Blues want to play, that the Penrith boys want to play? I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, tonight did not look good for Teddy at all. Uh, am I calling for his head? You know, there's a big part of me that says, you know what, he's been a champion for a long time, give him one more opportunity. But that one more opportunity is going to Brisbane to decide the series. I just, I don't know. And if you're not going to go with Teddy, who do you go with? Do you pick Latrell there? Do you move Turbo there? Do you go all Penrith? Do you go Dylan Edwards? I um, I don't know what the answer is. And I know it's easy to say, I oh, just sack Turbo, sack Turbo. But the Origin Arena has taught us for many, many years that you do back in Champions but if you're back in champions too long, um, they become the villains. So I just, I don't know what to do with Teddy. I really don't. I'm not. I'm not jealous of Brad Fitler, who has to make that decision. I think he'll stay with Teddy. I can't really see him dropping the captain personally. Um, but geez, that's a tough situation to be in, and I really don't know what the answer is. I truly don't. Uh, you have between the 20th and 30th minute. Um, uh, we we had the play, so. The one that really frustrated me tonight, Tyson Russell, he got held up. No try, no try. That's fine. I, I I don't have an issue with the call that went upstairs. That was fine. What I have an issue with, though, is that that was on third tackle. So that went upstairs. The, it was looked at many occasions. It probably meant that there was like a, t- a two-minute break, maybe even a two-and-a-half-minute break. And for me, when I see those opportunities, when there's a two-minute break, I think, okay. This is the opportunity for the halves to literally script what they want to happen in the next two tackles and work out exactly how this set finishes. There is no excuses. how this... You, you know what's going to happen. You know the Queensland defensive line is going to be set. You know they're going to be up in your face quickly. You make your decision of what the next two tackles look like. You should be telling the next forward who's taking the hit up, you need to get tackled on this spot here. I want the ball here, and this is what we're doing. We got tackled... We got tackled behind the play the ball. Nath Cleary went to the right. He got he tried to come back to the left. He got pressured. He threw the ball to Jerome Luai. He got tackled behind the play the ball. I I can't even fathom how that occurs. I just I don't. It doesn't make sense to me. I hope I'm not being too harsh. Or I hope I'm not missing anything. But I just when you're given an opportunity to set up your your last two tackles when you're down ten nil. You have to nail it. It is as simple as that. You have to nail it. Joey, Freddie, these sort of guys, they're not given two and a half minutes to get two tackles set and get tackled behind the play the ball and last. It just makes no sense to me whatsoever. It's also not like your two halves that haven't combined together before. You've been playing together for three years. It's just very, very frustrating. That, That one really annoyed me. On that play. Um, Harry Grant came on uh, very soon after. It was interesting. They kept Ben Hunt on the field uh, when Harry Grant came on, which I personally really, really like. So Ben Hunt just played sort of a roaming role. Uh, Once again, they didn't need to give him a position. Sort of just chucked him at 13. Just said, go and play footy. And the Queensland Maroons, they're just able to make that work. I question if we were able to do that. Um, There was another moment there in that game where Hammer, he got taken out by Turbo. Um, I'll be honest with you. I thought Hammer tripped over Val Holmes, and I thought that if he didn't, Hammer could have also burnt us on that play. I know we had Josh car there, but jeez, I thought the Hammer was going at a pretty nice click there. So there's an argument we potentially got lucky there. Um, now, by this point, Tommy Gilbert's already off the field. Fafita then had to leave for a HIA, and this is when I felt like the game was starting to turn, and this is around the period where Liam Martin and Care Murray come on. And I said this on my Instagram uh, story. If you want to go and have a look at that, it'll be up for the next 24 hours. So I said, oh, here we go. The two boys are on this is going to really change the momentum and you know sure enough Liam Martin he crosses for a try just a couple of minutes later a brilliant try as well may I add Uh, we spoke about it during the week that if you go at DCE's edge he can shoot up and he can leave spaces in the line it's something that Jerome Luai identified a brilliant pass to Liam Martin a great line by Liam Martin just fantastic footy all round, and once again you can blame this Penrith combination all you want, but without the Penrith combination tonight, New South Wales would have been in all sorts. I thought they were the only thing that was keeping us together. Brian Toto was tremendous. Jerome Lewey had a very good game. Liam Martin, he was the difference when he came on the field. Um, Toto, Critter were fantastic. Like, uh, Nate had his moments. He, he, he let us down towards the back end. I really needed him to take more control of that game. Um, but as far as Martin, Jerome Lewey, Critter, Brian Toto, I'm not sure how much more they could have done, to be completely honest with you. Uh, Leah Martin's impact was just wild. I thought Brian Toto, he was fantastic the entire game. As I said, he was very impressive. Uh, we went into halftime. What were we down? 10-6. Uh, we got a penalty just before halftime where I sort of thought, you know what, this is where the great players sort of execute. This is where the great halves execute. Uh, I went upstairs for, for a challenge off a kick. We weren't able to score. I thought we had Queensland on the ropes at that point but we weren't able to, con- to convert it to points. So we went out at half time, Uh down 10-6. Look, realistically, I think that was a win for us. I, I don't know. You know what? I'm really torn because I want to say it was a win for us, but, I mean, Queensland had two opportunities in our half. They converted on both of them. How many did we have? We had so many down there. Queensland's scramble was just too good. Part of me wants to say, Queensland were the better team during that first half. And it was good that we only kept them to 10, I guess. But then I'm like, were they? The All the ball was down their end. Yes, we looked clunky. Yes, we didn't look fantastic. And I understand your arguments there. But the ball was down their end the entire time for a reason because we were winning the middle. And we just weren't able to turn our opportunities into tries. Whereas Queensland, they went down there twice for two tries. I just, yeah, I don't know. I was so torn at halftime. And I thought, you know what, we're going to have to score first. We're going to have to need something to go our way. Um, And then all of a sudden, it just, (laughs) unbelievable. Val Holmes goes to take a hit up. This is sort of the start of the second half. He goes to offload. Um, For me... That's a knock-on every day of the week. And I understand you can stop it in freeze frame. You can play it in slow motion. You can do all that dribble. And you can tell me it hit his hand as he was going backwards. It's knock-back. It's a knock-on. It's been a knock-on every single time in rugby league for as long as I can remember. It is a knock-on. I cannot believe that try was given to Appy. I was stoked about it. Absolutely stoked. Couldn't believe that's how it played out. But that for me is a knock-on. And I think if you're at the point where you're looking at slow motion, you're pausing freeze frames, you're doing all that, you've already lost the battle. It look if it looks like a knock on, it's a knock on. If it looks like a duck and it quacks, I'll give you the hot tip, it's a duck. That was a knock on for me every day of the week. And I hate that we are at the point in rugby league. where, once again, people whose opinions I really trust and that I believe in are sending me screenshots of freeze frames. It's just do you get do you get what you're watching? I just, oh so, so frustrating. So frustrating in that moment with uh, Apicuracao. I just it was great that we got back on the board, but I, me personally, I couldn't believe um, that that's how it, how it played out. That one really really shocked me um, yeah and at that point I'll be honest with you I took a little breather went out to the kitchen poured myself another Jim Beam of course the perfect fit for social moments shared with mates ahead of matches and throughout the footy season I did have a mate or two over last night they were forced to be sort of silent in the background and whatnot. Uh, but yeah we, we shared a few Jim Beams responsibly of course uh, but it really is the perfect fit for social moments shared with mates especially uh, when you're sitting down watching the footy and especially during State of origin, of course, the absolute peak of rugby league, and last night uh, just showed why once again. Um, off the back of that, we had a DCE forty twenty just after that happy try that was a, such a brilliant king DCE. We spoke about it yesterday. He is just the absolute king of hitting forty twenties, um, and uh, sorry, not hitting forty twenties. He's the king of kicking early in sets and just making it work. And I thought that that kick really summed up what DCE is all about and why his experience matters so much. Unfortunately for him, uh, two tackles later, Lindsay Collins drops the ball, uh, and it was such a huge let-off. And that's another moment we were very, very lucky. You look at the origin greats, and you know quite often they will turn 40-20s into tries. Quite often they will turn 40-20s into three sets you have to defend. For us only to have to defend one, two tackles and then get the ball back, I thought we were very, very lucky in that moment. A, a very disappointing moment for Lindsay Collins, but as we all know, he would go on to have a bigger moment later in the game, which we'll get to very quickly, which blew my mind. Uh, Tyson Brazil, I thought he was going to go off a HIA. Definitely he didn't, uh, which I thought was a little bit strange. I, I'm pretty sure he didn't anyway. Um, there was then the hair pull, the scuffle, no penalty, great refereeing. There was a lot of refereeing. There was a bit how you go it, but I thought they handled a lot of the scuffles and a lot of the, the little flare-ups that happened. I just thought they handled them in a very origin fashion fashion, said, oh, you know, pull pull it apart, but didn't overreact to any of them, which I thought was fantastic. There was a moment later that I thought the referee had a bit of an overreaction to, but we'll get to that very soon. I thought it was interesting when the Maroons came out in the second half, they were moving the ball around a lot in their own end, which um, I heard Cam Smith say in the commentary that that wasn't sort of what they told them to do, um, which was interesting to see. Obviously, Cam Munster was moving the ball around a little bit and stuff, which surprised me a little bit. Uh, There was a Harry Grant kick from dummy half that was fantastic around that point. And then came the moment. Um, And look, it's so interesting. It is so interesting. Uh, Tavita Pango Jr. uh, I literally wrote in my notes, TPJ doing reasonably well. Not forcing offloads. Not looking for it on every single play. Happy to tuck, tuck it under the arm and go forward. I'm okay with this. That is literally what I wrote in my notes. I looked up. And he was lining up to take the next hit up. And, of course, in that moment, Tevita Pango Jr. tries to force an offload. Uh, and it goes terribly. And guess who's the guy to clean the ball up there? Reuben Cotter, the guy that I called at the start of last year out of absolute millions to play Origin. He's now getting man of the match. From well, he was originally named on the bench, he ended up starting, obviously, but Ruben Cotter is now getting man of the match awards in one of the greatest origin one of the greatest Queensland origin wins we've seen from the front row. Um he is just a freak, Ruben Cotter. And I'll tell you right now, if Ruben Cotter was a New South Welshman, there is not a hope in hell I would have said at the last at the start of last season, he will play for the Blues this year. He will play origin. No way, because he just had Queenslander written across his forehead. He had Dallas Johnson written across his forehead. He just—he is just a guy that you just know the Queenslanders will appreciate and they will get around. If he was to have a poor game, they would still be around him. You watch us chop and change off the back of this game. You know it reminds me of? And I, I, I said this to mates last night. If Cam McInnes was a Queenslander, I reckon he would have played 10 Origins. I really, really do. But he's the sort of guy we underappreciate. Very similar to Ruben Cotter. If Reuben Cotter was a New South Welshman, I don't think he ever plays Origin. I really, really don't. And it was the opportunity to go and play Origin where he showed what he was about. He showed people that didn't really understand the selection or didn't really get why I was hyping him up so much what he could do. And it gave Ruben Cotter the confidence to be able to dominate in the NRL like he has now. I just don't think we would have picked him for New South Wales. I genuinely don't. I don't think we ever would have backed him enough to give him that opportunity to show what he can do to then gain the confidence that he has off the back of playing in the Origin Arena. Call me wrong, say I'm overreacting, call me negative on New South Wales, that's completely fine. I'm happy to wear all of it. But I, I just don't think he would have been a guy that would have played for the New South Wales Blues, yet here he is, the smallest front row forward potentially ever in the Origin Arena, getting man of the match in that game. I Like... People, I I called him to play Origins at the start of last year, and people told me he wasn't going to be in the Cowboys' 17. The Cowboys' team, they were tipping to get the wooden spoon. Like, he he just epitomizes what the Queensland Maroons are, and he's going to be there for a very, very long time, Ruben Cotter, and he's going to be a pain in our backside for a very, very long time, and he's going to be a part of so many wins like this. For him to get man of the match in this game, such an incredible effort, such an incredible effort, and, you know, as crazy as it sounds, I now look back and go... Of course, Reuben Cotter was going to get man of the match in game one. Like, of, of course, that is what was going to happen. Of course, this guy was just going to hang in the contest the entire time and come up with a couple of big plays that turned out to be big ones. Tevita Pango Jr. goes for a pretty low offload, a pretty unnecessary offload where there wasn't much on. We just need to get out of our own end and hang in the contest and be patient. And then on, Cobbo, he scores down that edge. Um, Maroons are up 16-12. to 12 with 22 minutes left on the clock. Still plenty of footy to be played. So much footy left to be played, but you could tell that Queensland had gone up another another level, yeah? They had gone to another level, um, and just the intensity had just skyrocketed since that try, and I thought, geez, this is going to be a very, very good effort if the Blues managed to get their way back into this, and somehow they did. That somehow it came in the form of an unforced error from DCE. Knocked the ball on on the 40-meter line, a completely unforced, Forced error. Very unlike DCE, very unlike Queensland. You do not see it very often. Another example where we got very lucky that that led us back in the game. And then, of course, Cleary kick. It was a nice kick, got a rebound. Lui grabs the ball, dummies pass Selwyn, hits Stephen Crichton. He scores in the corner. Critter had a fantastic game, as I've said a few times. Drone Lui had a good game. 16 all, and Nate Cleary kicks from the sideline to go 18 16. And then suddenly. I'm sitting here going, well, hold on. We're up over 18-16. We've now turned the momentum twice. We've got back in the lead, and then comes the moment of the game. Turbo has a head clash. In my opinion, that's what it was. Maybe I haven't seen the right angles, but for me, it was a head clash. Um, Flagler gets binned. Now, I didn't think it was a sim bin. I thought this was just an origin shot that had a head clash. And once again, I'm happy to be shown an angle where I, that proves me wrong, more than happy to be wrong, but I personally thought this getting a Simbin was a joke. And I'll tell you what, live I sat there and I thought this will be interesting. What's Freddie going to do here? Now, my understanding of the rules, and once again, if I'm wrong, please point it out to me and I'll apologize for it. My understanding of the rules is that he, Turbo was taken out of the game by a player that got simbin so Freddie has a choice. He can either put one of his bench players onto the field or he can activate his 18th man. Now, his 18th man was 2021 Dallium's center of the year, Matt Burton. Freddie made the decision to chuck Nico Hines out there. Now, you know what? I sat there live and thought, oh, interesting decision. Once again, I understand he's picked Nico Hines for his day bill. If he can't get him on the field in this moment, when's he going to get on the field? But once again, you're coming down to the dying moments in an Origin game you have been given a very rare opportunity where you can pick a center at center or you pick a halfback who's played fullback and everything. I understand it, but you've literally got a Dalian winning center that you can put there and Freddie goes for Hines. But you know what? I'll I'll be completely honest with you and and people think I'm just defending Freddie or whatever, but like, you, you can read into this however the hell you want. That doesn't overly worry me. But you know what my biggest problem is with this? At this same time, Ben Hunt was defending at centre. We've seen Michael Morgan, a halfback 5'8", be picked at centre for the Maroons, do a tremendous job. We've seen Mosin be picked at centre for the Maroons, do a good job. Why, why can we not shift a guy one spot to the right and he not handle himself there? And it's nothing against Nico Hines. Yeah, shit happens, I get it. But what, and, and, you know, you, you can blame Freddie for, for, for making that choice. I know a lot of you will. But at the end of the day, it comes down to why can we shift a guy one spot out and he missed the crucial tackle to allow Queensland to get themselves in front in this game? Meanwhile, how many examples have we seen over the years of Queenslanders having injuries, having HIAs, whatever it might be, and having to shift guys around? seen Kirk Capewell shift out to the centres. Do a tremendous job. Moses and Michael Morgan. The list goes on and on. Benny Hunt was there last night. Did you hear what Cam Smith said in the commentary? Ben Hunt was defending at centre. And Cam Smith said, he'll be right. He's a good defender. I mean, they've just got total confidence in what their players are going to do and the, the abilities that their players have. And they will just back each other until the cows come home. We just don't seem to have that. I just, like, uh, I I, I don't know. And yes, once again, the issue was that Freddie didn't play a centre when he could have played a centre. I get it. But the issue actually comes back to why can't we? Remember as well that Nico was defending at centre against 12 players. It wasn't 13 on 13. It was 13 on 12, yeah? And once again, this isn't a Nico thing. This is a New South Wales thing. Why can we not plug someone somewhere, for a couple of minutes and say, hey, against 12 guys, can you just handle it? Can you just go and handle it? Whereas Queensland, every single time they do it, they find a way to make it work. That's the problem at the end of the day. Blame Freddie all you want, but but just just think about it a little bit more open-mindedly. It, that That is our problem. Why can the Maroons do it consistently, year after year, decade after decade? But we can't. I just... that's what i and and maybe it is coaching maybe it comes down to culture maybe i don't know but i mean we're slowly running out of new south wales legends to plug into a coaching spot aren't we i mean we've also been down the avenue of real coaches with craig bellamy for example pretty handy guy wasn't able to get the job done we've had new south wales legends ricky stewart Laurie daly brad fitler um i mean jesus is it time to reach out to Phil Gould? I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I think Freddie does so many fantastic things off the field and he builds builds good things. But I mean, we're just not getting the job done. And I'll, I'm not giving up hope on this series, yeah? It's going to be so hard for us to come back in this series. But for me, that was just a moment I just sat there and I looked on the internet and I looked at my DMs and I looked at all the comments. I looked at texts I got and everyone just went, time for Freddie to go. And I go, you know what? Oh, fine. But that doesn't solve our problem. Our problem is that we don't have that next man up mentality that the Queensland Maroons do. They put Ben Hunt out to centre and Cam Smith said, he'll be right. He's a good defender. Everyone, everyone knows that being a good defender at hooker is completely different to being a good defender at centre. But the difference is he had a Maroons jersey on, and Cam Smith knows that he has laid a legacy, which he picked up from Darren Lockyer, which he picked up from Alan Langer, which he picked up from Wally Lewis, that you show a jersey no matter where you are in that team, and you defend it. And we always say, as you say, well, we get it, we've got the same thing. Do we? Do we? <laughs> I mean, can you imagine a scenario where tonight, and we'll get to it very soon, where we're down on the scoreboard, We have a player sin binned, and we managed to score two tries in the last 10 minutes to win that game of football. We we were up. We were up, and we lost by more than a converted try when they had a player off the field. If the New South Wales Blues did that tonight, that would go down as one of our greatest victories ever. Now, the Queensland Maroons, it's one of their greatest, but I'm sorry, it's what? It might be in the top five. Like, realistically, is it better than what they did in the 2020 Origin Series? I don't think so. Is it better than the coin try? Probably not. I mean, like there has just been so many occasions where they've done stuff like this that it just blows our mind. When I think of our moments like that, we're talking Teddy. twenty Was it 2020, 2021, 2019, around that mark where he scored on the bell? Like, like this would go as one of our greatest victories, and it does for Queensland too. But, like, I, I sat there and thought, this is unbelievable. Then I was like, you know what? Because it's the Maroons and what they've built with that jersey, it's so believable at the same time that this would happen, that as soon as they get Simbin and their backs against the wall and they're done and dusted, they're the underdogs, they're gone – they find a way to do this stuff. It's just unbelievable. And of course, uh, we then had the Hamiso try, Munster. There was a moment in that game uh where Andrew Johns made the comment. He said at one point, he goes, geez, Munster's been quiet and that worries me. And as soon as he said that, then the sin bin happened. I sort of just went, Oh no. Oh no. This has got a very, very bad feel to it. But you want to turn to your halves and go, hey, we're up. You're going up against 12. You just need to manage this game to get through it. Don't stop playing footy. You just need to manage this game and get through it and keep going forward. Uh, Hamiso scores. Munster obviously beats Nico Hines. I can't understand how in that moment against 12, we, we can't just plug someone in there and they and they do a job. It's just wild to me. And then comes the moment of the game. It's 22 to 18. There's still five minutes left. There's still plenty of time on this clock for us to manage to get back into this game. We're only down by four. We're playing against 12 too, remember. And then DCE puts up the most rudimentary bomb you've ever seen. And I'll tell you what, if he would have put up this bomb and Lindsay Collins would have sat back and watched it from behind the play of the ball and then got in position to make the first tackle, no one would have batted an eyelid. And you, I, I would imagine by this point, they've had HAAs, they've lost Tom Gilbert. I would imagine by this point, Lindsay Collins has got his absolute ass hanging out the back. And he goes, you know what? I'm going to take on the New South Wales captain and my club captain and the Australian captain and fullback. I'm going to take him on in the air. And not only does he take him on, he comes down with the football. Lindsay Collins out jumps James Tedesco in the 78th minute of Origin 1 with Queensland up by four with 12 players on the field because of a sim bin that probably shouldn't have happened. And he comes down with the ball, gets an offload away, and guess who's there? The guy that Joey and just about all of New South Wales 15 minutes earlier said, wow, he's been pretty quiet tonight, money. He sets up the try for Hamiso to get them back in the game when they're down by 12 and then he scores the match-winning try to seal it, take it away after one of his front row forwards jumps up and takes the ball off James Sedesco in the air and then manages to offload to him this is stuff that only Queensland would do. We just we just don't have this in us. Let's be completely honest here. We just don't have this in us. And you can argue it, you can disagree, you can push back on it. <laughs> I've got 40 years of evidence. And I, I don't understand how we change it. And to be honest with you, I you know, I hate Queensland. I, I hate them. But I can't do anything outside of respect them and be jealous of what they've got. Because they've got something truly, truly special up there. And I don't know how we get it. I don't know how we get there. I don't even know how to head in the right direction of getting there, to be completely honest with you. All you have to do is look through social media. Everyone wants our captain sacked. Everyone wants our coach sacked. I get it. It sucks. But I just I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what direction we need to head in. And for me, that last 12 minutes was a nightmare that that came true, that has come true too many times in the New South Wales Blues existence. And you know what? I I, I was thinking, geez, I can't believe we lost that game. And I thought, geez, I keep saying we lost it, like it was we play like we just had everything handed to us, which we did. But you've got to respect Queensland for what they did. How they managed to get in that game. There would have been a moment, and I'd love to know what it was. I'd love to have a mic on the field when when Fleglow got sent from the field, and Cam Munster and DCE knew they were down by they, they were down a player and down on points, and they had to find a way to get the job done. They were already down Tom Gilbert as well. I just, I'd love to know the conversations that were had at that point and how. And then in the meantime, yes, Turbo went off the field, which really hurts. The Blues brought on the Dalian medalist from last year. Like, it's not like we brought on some hack. We brought on the best player in rugby league last year, Nico Hines. Yes, he had to play slightly out of position, but where he got caught out realistically, he was defending one wider, maybe two wider, against 12. Once again, not a Nico thing. It's a New South Wales thing. Let's be honest here. It's a New South Wales thing that wouldn't happen to the Queenslanders. We know it wouldn't happen like that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Very, very tough night at the office. Very, very tough night. Reuben Cotter got man of the match. That was very, very well deserved. The Queenslanders were tremendous. They're back three. Very, very impressive. They were great. That was the other one as well. Tor Lungi went off. I thought he was fantastic. He had to go off, so Ben Hunt had to jump in the centres. I think Fafita jumped in. I like it was just, it was just all over the place. But the Maroons just, they just did what was best for their mate next to them, and they stood and they delivered, and they just kept showing up for each other. Which, as Billy Slater said in the post-game press conference, that's what Queensland is all about. Uh, and it really was devastating. Absolutely devastating to watch how that game played out and how it all finished. Very, very tough one. As I said, guys, uh, this podcast, our live review of Origin One was brought to you by Jim Beam. Jim Beam is the ideal addition to Australia's favourite pastime of watching the footy. And of course watching State of Origin, the absolute peak of Rugby League. Last night was tremendous, as hard as it was in different moments. I really did enjoy the game. I enjoyed the atmosphere. I'm not sure what it was like down there in Adelaide or whatever, but I thought the TV product was very good, and I thoroughly enjoyed sitting back, grabbing a pizza, having a few gym beams responsibly, of course, always drinking responsibly, but just being able to sit down with mates, enjoy the game, have a yarn, Um, devastating way that it finished, but good God, it was such an entertaining night. We go to Brisbane now for game 2 be very, very tough for the New South Welshman to go up there and find a victory, but we have to dig deep. We have to find a way to do it. Latrell Mitchell comes back in. Hopefully we can learn some lessons from this game, uh, but it'll just be interesting to see because they're going to couple a lot from the media this week, the New South Wales Blues, and for the next two or three weeks, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how it all plays out and what sort of a team we run out with in game two. Queenslanders, on the other hand, they'll be more than happy to welcome us up to Suncorp. They will be more than happy to welcome us to Brisbane. And I think uh, they will have their eyes well and surely set on a Suncorp victory to end this series before we even arrive in Sydney, which really would be gut-wrenching. And to be perfectly honest with you, it's a little bit embarrassing, considering how that game played out and how many things went our way in key moments.